This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area, and filmed in front of a live audience. It's THN cover to cover for Saturday, January 2nd, the very first show of 2021. Nerds, my name is Matt Baum. That must make me the internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Central, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and Zoom to rap with you about nerd news, the question of the week, whatever's on your nerdy little hearts and minds. It's true. This week, we're talking the Listener's Choice Awards for 2020, your best of what comics had to offer in that trash heap of a year that we just left behind. Any category is fair game. Don't worry about sticking to what we do. Yeah. Let's open this up and talk to Mr. Brian Domingos, who made it in here first, right on the money. Unbelievable. Masking on mute you, sir. Brian, are you Good with morning, us? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How, Good happy morning, New Year, Domingos. more importantly. Happy New Year to you, sir. Hey, happy New Year to you guys. What are we rapping about today, Brian? Well, I wanted to get in early ahead of the pack because I haven't seen Wonder Woman yet, and okay. I want to be able to log off um, and not not get spoiled or anything. Because um, I, I know everyone was disappointed, so we'll, we'll see how that turns out. That's fair. That's um, fair. Maybe this weekend I'll um, I'll watch it. Fair enough. We're not, and, and you know, I mean, we we don't have to lean real heavily into spoilers or anything yet. But if you guys want to, I'm not going to stop you either. So whatever. <laughs> you know, it's it. I, I, I'm a regular listener. I know how it goes. So <laughs> sure. I don't want to have to be um, you know, dodging landmines. It's not gotcha. It's, it's fine. So here I am. You get you get me first. Fair um, enough. I think um, just real quick that Spider-Man costumes not great yeah. as far as spider-man costumes go yeah um, it's ugly it's dumb <laughs> I, it's... Ju- I just i don't i guess i don't get it like why let me call but it I, up and I i've got it on i know one it's of a, my, one of my i know it's a temporary here. thing like i know it's not like forever but like i don't i don't like the color scheme and like the goggle things and the and the the you know electric stripes that everybody hated on the flash they yeah put those on spider-man um i i just I thought Dustin Weaver was one of those like really, really like fresh new minds. And if that's what they got out of him after editorial and everything, like why bother? Yeah. So it's sort of captain universe. Spidey meets like image, you know, like mid two thousands failed superhero design. Yeah. It's very kind of color reminiscent of taskmasters color, color scheme. For sort sure. of. Yeah. It, it reminded me of like some like a, the Spider-Man that appears in like an Invincible comic. Yeah, like that, it looks exactly like that. Totally. Now, is, do we know for sure this is Peter or not something else stupid that's going on? Uh, no, I'm I pretty. No I'm, I think it's Peter. Yeah, I don't know. We've seen Peter get like techie upgrades before, and I was fine with it when he wore the red suit with the you know eight legs and everything that Tony designed for him. That was cool. I was totally fine with that. This one, I he looks like time traveler Spidey to me or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not into it. Right, all, yeah, alternate future. Like, you know, uh, Dan. You know, I I said this on our um on our uh, fan group when JD posted the image uh, this week 
It's like Dan Slott did this shit every six months for 10 years. Right. right. Uh, and it was fine, you know, because we all knew it's like, oh, you, he he just needs this extra stealth tech to do whatever. Or he just needs this extra. I don't even remember what they all did. But the difference was uh, those costumes designed by uh, Umberto Ramos were a thousand times better looking than this one. Yeah, this this is just dumb. This is dumb. <laughs> he looks like a slinger, if you will. <laughs> Remember the slingers? Oh, he looks like Ricochet from the slinger. Right? He looks like a slinger. <laughs> I'm still waiting on my slingers uh, complete trade paperback that they haven't done yet, but... Well, you know, you might be, you might end up waiting. I think Wizard owns part of that, so they may not even be able to print it. <laughs> From the 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 uh, the the, uh, the zero point one half yeah. issue or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The zero yeah, right. issue. We we talked about Slingers on the show when we reviewed it, and like you have to read that zero issue, otherwise. If you just went and picked up Slingers number one, you're like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> There's a a character has died already and stuff. <laughs> But I mean, hey, Wizard was essential reading back then. So if you weren't reading it, there was no there was no internet. I mean, it was around, but there wasn't yeah. a comics internet like there is today, where everybody instantly you know gets on Twitter and screams about shit. Like you had to read Wizard magazine. Yeah, they did assume that you had like, oh, you you read the zero issue, so here's number one. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I don't think it was ever put into trade. And, and you know what? I I remember you know like I. I did it. I, I collected Wizard Magazine monthly, so it was never an issue for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember the first time Marvel was like, "See whatever story in uh, it, this happened in this happened in um, Gambit, uh, the Gambit series." I think drawn by Steve Scrocci, where they were like, uh, "Editor's note: See such and such in the Gambit Cyber comic." Barf. And it was a if it, oh, it was a barf. reference to one of those guided motion uh, <laughs> online, and it's like fuck that shit. No, oh, man. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> Gambit. So it's funny. It's funny to me that like wizard, like the wizard magazine stuff was like, yeah, of course it's essential, but like Marvel doing it on their own on their own website, I was like, no, screw you. <laughs> Man, I wonder if you can still find that Gambit cyber comic anywhere. I guarantee. Oh, I don't even remember what it was called. There, I've got some. um, I just had. I went through like the list of all the things that came, like kind of week by week of things that I was looking at, and um, I. It's kind of stuff that I've talked about already on cover to cover this year, but um, like Iron Man and Black Widow have been really pretty solid. Um, Oh yeah. Black Widow. It took a little bit of time to get, to get cranking, but by issue four, I was kind of blown away with what, you know, at least the, the action that they were doing and and like the, the interesting storytelling with it. I think that Texas blood uh, by Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips is still great. Fantastic. Um, Definitely. It's kind, it's not really like anything else on the shelves. So um, because it, it's similar to to criminal and, and that sort of thing, but it is it has a, a different vibe to it. Um, and I think you guys might have uh, reviewed the first issue, but American Ronin yeah. by um, Peter Milligan and, and Aiko is one of the densest comics they're putting out now. That was the um, first AWA book we actually like liked, as I recall. Everything else either got to skim it or leave it. That was the first one that I legit said, okay. Nice job. You found one that works. <laughs> I, yeah, those books are weird. And I, I was just, I, I was looking back and thinking, okay, which ones have I read? And I've only read two of them, but there's like five issues worth of material in it. Like it's packed with necessary, important narration and like 
the artwork is complex and it's it's a good like long read which is always nice because sometimes you you know it's four dollars and you go that took me two and a half minutes to get through right um and it's it's a pretty (laughs) interesting story um and um i think that i'm I'm pretty impressed but i think brian hitch is you know kind of turned a corner as far as being a regular artist i agree Um, i definitely agree brian hitch is getting stuff done which is great he did that you know all those uh you know probably warren ellis's final comics and batman's grave and then he did that he wrote and drew the um tales of uh crisis uh the multiverse thing of flashpoint that did he really was actually he drew that it's actually pretty good it's it's kind of it's from the reverse flash's point of view and um of all of those things where they just like we're going to make this we're going to make hush even darker like why bother but he has an interesting point of view with it and the art is great and he's just good like brian hitch is killing it which is i mean he should be but he's kind of he had a he had a dry spell for a i don't know 15 years or so after ultimates but exactly he's he's really come back pretty strong um and i one of the things i was reading last night was the that city of tomorrow superman the second collection which was like the jeff Loeb and joe kelly um yes, the, y2, the y2k yeah yeah for, from that stuff and it is it's herky-jerky and very you know jarring sometimes but like every time i got to like a doug mankey issue i was like this guy is unbelievable and he's still great he's always um, every been time he yeah He's just, I mean, that was 20 years ago and he's still good and he still puts out like amazing comics. Oh yeah. And I'm just, he was my, back when I used to review and, and, you know, blog about comics a hundred years ago. Um, he was like, at one point he did Batman and team seven or t- team zero and, um, Frankenstein, like all in one year. And it was like, this guy he's done. And he was the regular, the monthly Batman guy. Yeah. It's like, how does he have the time and the effort, but he does it and he's terrific. He's and, one of those guys that also just um, like came on the scene. Great. It's not like he started and people went, Oh, I wonder if that guy will be any good. Hmm. No, like he showed up and everyone went, wow, <laughs> this dude kicks ass. <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, on the mask, like it was so raw and like, you know, it wasn't very mainstream. And then he got kind of smoothed out like the, cause when he inks himself, you can tell it's like, it looks like he's like, dragging the, the ink along but when he gets a, a slick anchor it's, it's a lot cleaner but um i mean he had the great jla run he did justice league elite which is one of my favorite maxi series that dc's done yeah um oh man I that just, series anytime, is great. anytime he does something i'm just excited because he's amazing and i look forward to more work from him next year um have a good one um i'll talk to you later all right always going to talk to you Bye. waiting patiently and if you guys want to talk to us raise your hand in the zoom queue and we'll talk We'd love to talk Happy to you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, JD. How are you, buddy? Hey. Good. So about that Spider-Man costume that I posted, uh, my, my only comment on that is everyone's like, oh, why, 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 why? If only there were a comic book that we could read that told us why he was getting the costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's a shame that there isn't, you know, like a monthly book that comes out that tells us why Spider-Man does stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know. <laughs> Sorry, that's not what I wanted to talk about. But Brian brought it up. Uh, no, I want to talk about Star Wars a little bit more because as I look back on 2020, uh, just all despite the dumpster fire of sh- heaps of shit that came up, pot. It was really a it was a Star Wars year for me. I mean, seriously, the Mandalorian 
ignited me to go back and, you know, I binged through uh, Clone Wars and I'm just finishing up Rebels now. And uh, I saw a news headline the other day that just fascinated the crap out of me, which is um, they're talking about at Star Wars Galaxy Edge in Disney World. Right. They're talking about replacing the uh, like the actor characters, you know, that just kind of walk around. Right. They're talking about replacing the ones that are related to the new sequels with what they're now referring to as the Filoni-verse characters. What? Yeah, so instead of Rey, we're going to get Ahsoka. Instead of Finn, we're going to get Grogu. Instead of, like, uh, Poe Dameron, we're going to get Mando. What does that mean? Do you think that means that like they really are backing away from the last movies or something? What they're actually what they actually said in the article is basically it's it's the customers are saying it. They've got kids coming in and they don't want to see Ray. They 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 they're like, where's Ahsoka? Where's where's Baby Yoda? Really? And so they say the customers want to see that and Disney wants to make money. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> let's start shifting. And they're even talking about like potentially changing the storyline of rise of the Res- rise of the resistance ride what? to be more in line with like rebels. Weird. That's, and you know, and it, it, there's a lot of you, conspiracy I mean, theory stuff going on out there right now saying that like, yeah, they are quietly, looking at yeah looking at the success of the mandalorian and where they can branch off from here and how excited everyone is and they're just sort of where they're going to branch off from here because of all the announcements and stuff i mean of all the weird stuff that came out in 2020 i never would have thought that the guy from swingers would have been the next george lucas yeah no doubt (laughs) definitely but (laughs) he he you know he birthed and ushered in the marvel cinematic universe and now it looks like he's gonna do it again yeah i i don't know i mean definitely there is an argument to be made, and we've discussed it plenty of times, that Favreau's vision of Star Wars is much closer to an old school vision of Star Wars that we recognize yeah. and want to spend more time with, right? right. And, yeah. and, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I, you know, yeah. that's great. Now, to pile on anyone that was involved with the last three Star Wars movies, I don't necessarily think is fair. It is what it is, you know? It it sounds like there was a bit of an editorial mess where they kept shifting gears and deciding what to do. But it does seem like, it sure as hell seems like, they are just gently going, well, we're not going to touch that for a while. I think that stuff will come back. Because remember, everybody hated the prequels. And they very gently waited 20 odd years and went, Oh yeah, <laughs> let's reintroduce some small parts of the prequels and see if blood starts squirting out of people's ears. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah, and the Clone didn't. Wars definitely massaged that stuff and made it a lot better. Now I was going to, now I wanted to say something to you, Matt, uh, cause you said you couldn't get into the Clone Wars and I've found a, a, an acceptable path that got me to the fun stuff of Clone Wars that I liked. Okay. Which was, Rather than the 20 essential episodes they had, they actually brought out another list, which was the uh, essential Asano okay. episodes Okay. That, w- that are just Ahsoka. Uh, not Asano, Ahsoka. And uh, I wanted to address your concern that uh, Anakin was never a master, so he shouldn't have had a Padawan. Because it is, it is canonically addressed in the story. Oh, really? And, it, and, and I feel like Yoda basically gave him a Padawan as a test that's he basically a little... wanted to see if 
that seems a little risky. (laughs) Yeah. He said, he's like, basically, you know, I'm going to see if he can let go of his attachments when it, when the time comes for it, which to me kind of cements to me what I've always thought, which is Yoda is the professor X of the Jedi. He's kind of a dick. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I'll buy that Yoda's not afraid to test people and whatnot, but it seems kind of risky to be like, Hey, you're not quite an airline pilot yet, but let's stick you in the pilot seat and give you a co-pilot. What do you say? You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, somebody broke it down. Somebody's broken it down for us in the, in past weeks. It's like, it's not that he wasn't a, a full Jedi. It's that he wasn't a Jedi master, right? Like he was, he was a, Jedi a Jedi knight. knight. He just wasn't a Jedi master. Sure. But you don't get yeah. a Padawan until you're a master. Well, unless that, you're in, unless you're in war, right. at war no yeah. one else to take you know, anyone else yeah. to take a, a force user. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> uh, it seems I I don't know. Regardless, I w- if you can she, post a list of those, I will the, watch those. If you can post that, yeah. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's on Disney Plus. But uh, uh, yeah, I I've, it was really good. Uh, and I actually just kind of skipped ahead to I found the episodes where they started accusing her of murder, and from that point on, the damn it went awesome and they brought back Darth Maul and made him like a really interesting character that. Okay. So that was the first talking. They really brought back Darth Maul. Right. And this was post Darth Maul falling down the tube, getting cut in half. Right. And he had like a spider body or something. Uh, I never saw the spider legs. Uh, Everything I've ever seen of him, he just had regular human looking metal legs. He did have, he did have like spider legs at first. And then then he got like just regular bipedal, yeah, so it seems like it'd be I way really, harder to I make really like a big spider leg thing than just bite than just two robot legs. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. that's all they had laying around. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Darth Maul was all Darth Maul was always about like you know having extra extra stuff. You know, two lightsabers. Yeah, it's true. JD, two I got a, blades. I got a bunch six, of other people with their hands up. So we're gonna, we're gonna move kind of briskly today. But was there anything else you wanted to hit? Uh. No, I think that was it. It was right. just the Star Wars stuff. All right, brother. It's always good to talk yeah. to you. Happy hey. New Year. Yeah, Happy oh, New Year. I mean, I saw Wonder Woman and I was disappointed, but. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about that in just a little bit here because I see Keith Binder finally made it into the Zoom and he, and he was fired. He's like, oh, oh, I got stuff I want to talk about. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear, hear Keith's Keith take. That would be awesome. Uh, all right. Good to talk to you and Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year. Talk to you later. Bye, JD. Frank Cirillo is waiting patiently. We're going to let him in next. He always comes in with his wife's name, and I always want to call him his wife, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, listen, I changed it. I change it every time because I forget. It's very Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, Frank. How are we doing? Hey, Happy New I'm Year. doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh, just sitting here checking out checking out the show. Um, I did want to talk about a couple things. Yes. You know, just, just uh, in passing and stuff like that. Uh, the last, okay, so last two episodes of Star Trek uh, Discovery were really great um i i my my theories on on uh on who was the on who was the 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 leak i i didn't we didn't find out i thought it was i thought it was going to be vance but i did too i did too yeah i thought he was going to be the bad merle um but yeah (laughs) i love that term i I, got coined a few years ago that's dope (laughs) um i i loved i i loved the fact that it became it was put out on christmas eve and it became die hard in space yeah mm-hmm. that was phenomenal I was like it's she comes out with no shoes on i'm like oh yeah. my god it's die hard this some great. people got a little honked off that they went like full action personally i thought it was really oh, it, was it was great <laughs> it was fantastic i loved it yeah yeah you know now yeah. she has a phaser ho 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, loved it. I, I thought it was great. I can't at least the second that the, that last episode, the previous one to this one, I, I had so much anxiety at the end of that episode. I was like, yeah, why would you do this to me? Yeah. Um, and then and then this last episode, I was like, oh, good. They're leaving it off on a high point. You know, they're leaving it off on a good note, you know, like because the next episode is the last episode. And, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't leave it off on another cliffhanger like that. Uh, so yeah, I loved, really loved it. Can't wait, can't wait for the final one. Um, and I'm gonna love to talk about it. Uh, uh, I just felt bad for Tilly. Yeah. I, I felt bad for Tilly uh, oh. because they're like, "Yes, Saru trusts you. You're in charge." Uh, Merciless with her, terrible. And and then it's like, yeah, what's her name? Osira shows up with ten guys. <laughs> Yeah, it takes yeah. over the entire ship while Tilly's in charge. I, I was, yeah, I was, uh, I was, was freaking out. And then like, rubs oh, her I, face in it. It's also perfect for that character too, though. She is yeah. the Charlie Brown oh, yeah. on the ship. I mean, without a question, yeah. you know. She's my favorite character on the show. Actually, she's phenomenal. She's yeah. one of these characters that's like she's the stand-in for everybody else because she's got all of the faults that you have. Right. That we have and. She's you know, us. So I, I Every time her. they set the football up, she goes to kick it and they pull it away and she flies right, through the air and exactly. lands on her back, you know? <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and, and what I love about her is she, she like her, the character is smart. She's funny, but she's still like full of anxiety, you know, yeah. but can really pull it together when she needs to. So oh, can't wait. Can't wait till next week. Can't wait to see it. But then we're going to be sad. It's over. Yeah. This um, is the final. It's next week to finale, right? Next week's the finale. Season finale yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be sad it's going to be over. But the other thing I want to talk about was there's this whole, now this goes back to Star Wars and Mandalorian, this whole controversy with Gina Carano. So here's my take. I'll give you my take. Now, I don't support anything she, she stands for. Um, but I can divorce the art from the artist for the most part. And like people calling for her to be put off the show, people calling for her to be for whatever, like, you know what? She adds something to the show. I enjoyed what she added to the show. I enjoyed her performance. Yeah. She's not phenomenal. She's not great. She's not the best part of the show, but you know what? She added something to the show. You don't like what she does. You don't like what she says. Don't listen to her. Yeah. I don't like what she says either. I, I totally agree. And I'm, I'm a separate the artist from the art to a certain extent, if she murders yeah. somebody or she's she, a different thing. Yeah. Like, does she have some stupid opinions? Absolutely. I mean, like your anti-mask bullshit and whatever, like I don't need it, but I also don't think you should, you need to get fired from show. She's not actively doing that on the Mandalorian for crying out. Right. Exactly. Loud. She's not, you know, her, her opinion is not part of the show. Right. I think it's sucks. I think it's a bad opinion. Well, yeah. I think she's obviously so an idiot, so but she's fine on the fun. show and she does yeah. her job and she's, you know, big and ripped up. And when she punches people, it looks like it hurts. Great. Right. Exactly. You know? And I'll oh, build, by the way, Bill Burr, on that last episode with, that he was on. I'm ready for a, oh, yeah. I'm ready for a Bill Burr show yep. at this point. No, yep. thank you. No, no, no. I am no. ready for Joe, it. No, thank you. Hey, Joe, I, don't, I loved your little 2020, you know, burning 2020 cartoon. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Appreciate that. Frank, we got a bunch of other people in line here. Yeah, so. no, no, I, I, I got you. <laughs> but Happy New Year, brother. It's good to talk to you. Happy New Year, guys. Take care. We are, too, we're asking to unmute Patrick next because he has been so patiently waiting. 
apparently it's science fiction day. Happy science fiction day from Randy Andrews. Oh, Thank happy you, Randy. science fiction happy day. Science fiction day. Hey. Patrick's already wasted. He's got a shirt off. He's been throwing beads. Uh, <laughs> he's crazy. He started celebrating at midnight. He had a one man parade downtown. On what else would I be doing? Yeah, it was a little nipply out this morning. I was impressed. You still it didn't let that stop you. Nothing stops me. <laughs> uh, so I, I just had a couple things that I want to talk about. Um, so first, the Spider-Man suit. Uh, and, you know, I, I saw it release and, you know, I'm in a couple chat groups and stuff like that. And people are talking about, oh, this is dumb, whatever. But like, have, have you guys ever read comics before? Yeah. Like, this shit <laughs> happens all the time. Yeah. Spider-Man has had a million costumes. Like, it happens. Like, well, why? I don't even understand why it's like a point of contention. Not to mention, died. Spider Man has died and been replaced. Right. <laughs> so this is just a change of clothes. And right. I wanted to immediately get on and and just start like posting fake articles on TwoHeadedNerd.com, where it's like confirmed. <laughs> this is your new Spider Man suit for the foreseeable future. Right. Spider Man like, will look like Tom Holland will be wearing the suit in Spider Man yeah. Three. <laughs> the, the, the suit has written a ten year contract. Yeah, there to, it the is. Suit, like, no, it's going to be around for a couple months, and he's going to go back for whatever the reason is. Who freaking cares? Well, like, Steve Ditko finally won like, that case, I think, and so now <laughs> they've got to yeah. switch Spider-Man up. <laughs> uh, like uh, Iron, when uh, if you remember, like when the Iron Spider suit just dropped, when, when it dropped, like the masses like hated it. Like this oh, is yeah. stupid. This is dumb. But you know what? When that goddamn suit showed up in a movie, everyone flipped the fuck out and loved it. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> so, absolutely. True. You know. So it, uh, it's like, it's fine. It, there's a reason for it. It'll be around for that reason. And then it will go away. It's okay. Yeah. Act like Don't you've been there guys. Not. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. Like, are you new to comics? Right. Come on. <laughs> um, then, uh, so I listened to the, the, the Bevel awards and, um, that, that you had, and I, I just wanted to throw in a couple of my, my bests of this last year. Uh, first, like the, the, the two real big ones, I, I agree with both of you, both, uh, um, Jimmy Olsen and Immortal Hulk were probably two of the best series during this last year. Most definitely. Um, like Immortal Hulk, like I, I can't, I, I was, I can't really remember who I was talking with uh, recently, but Hulk was originally such a one-dimensional character, like Hulk Big Smash. Yeah. But what they've been able to do with him in the modern age, even like you know Peter David and all that, like he is actually one of the deepest characters now. When before it was just like. Hulk angry, smash things. Okay, right. Cool. Or like, the or they would go, we got to do some of the Hulk. Let's make him smart for a little bit, and that was basically it. He was either smart or he was dumb. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, like the best thing that the best thing that ever happened to that character was, uh, and it didn't really even start with Peter David. It started in the earlier in the early eighties with like Bill Mantlo and yeah, uh, yeah, and John Byrne. Uh, the the guys that preceded Peter David, where they're like, yeah, uh, no, he's got Bruce Banner's intelligence. Um, but the rage is still boiling under the surface. Like I remember I had an issue. I had an issue of the Hulk. It was drawn by Sal Buscema. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it was Bill Mantlo, but um, I like, I had never read, like it was my first standalone issue of the Hulk. So I was like, I don't know what to expect from this. And I don't know why he was smart. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened after it. Um, all I do, all I remember, and I will never forget is the abomination shows up and uh, he is so confident that he's going to be able to beat the Hulk because the Hulk's lost his savagery. Mm -hmm. And 
Bruce Banner as the Hulk almost beats the abomination to death in front of his girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> like he, like he pounds on the abomination so badly that like the abomination runs away, like in tears and like, and banner is like shook. He is like severely affected by what he had just done. And it's like, Oh my God, this is the Hulk. This can, this is what the Hulk can be. <laughs> and then the next thing I know it's Peter David time and he's gray and he's like all this crazy stuff. And that's, that's kind of been the, the status quo of the Hulk for the last 35 years is that there is no status quo. Yeah. Change yeah. the color, make and him smart, that's what make him makes dumb. Him so great. Yeah, I've, I'm working on a, um, a a Peter David run of Hulk, um, and I'm 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 okay with it personally because I know they're all back issues, and Peter David doesn't get a red cent of that. Uh, but I, <laughs> I also I also had to go back like when I started investigating it, like I can't start here. I have to actually go back like 30 issues to see how Peter David what Peter David does comes to full fruition because it doesn't start there. So I'm actually going like his, his run starts at like three 30. I'm actually going back to like two ninety six or something like, Oh, this is where yep. the gray, you know, gray Hulk start kind of starts. So, um, That'll then, be uh, I wanted to give some, uh, some, so I agree with those, uh, best award for, I think best new series, uh, I think is department of truth. Uh, it is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And there is, there has never been a more perfect time for that book to come out. <laughs> Well, and just the the very so subtle explanation for what's going on is just wonderful. It's wonderful. Right. <laughs> like, how does Tiny Onion come up with that idea? Like, it's so like if enough people believe this stupid conspiracy theory, yeah, it becomes true. Like, what? That's awesome. It's yeah, so it's great. Good. Yeah, and the uh, way that it's like blows the main character's mind, where he's just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> well, and the, 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 the end of the first issue reveal is like. Oh shit! It's on. Like this is this is gonna get bonkers. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't read it, anyone out there, read it. Uh, and then one more, I have the I don't know. I guess is it the best? Uh, the best, most hype, and most variant covers. Is that? Can you do that? Sure. Uh, hey, what? There's sure. no there's no rules. These are yours. Uh, that goddamn last Ronin. <laughs> like it got and 100 lived up to the hype. Yeah, it was fantastic. Last Ronin but kicks goddamn, ass. There was so much hype. And there are like 200 variant covers for that goddamn. Well, that's ID. Yeah, IDW. This is what they do. They're so they just like this is above and beyond IDW. But it really is. I don't no, know. It really, Anyone it really, who's it really ever is. drawn anything has a variant cover for this goddamn. Book. I feel and like so many of them are so good. It's so hard not to like want all of them. But I feel like weekly, I have a variant cover for the last Ronin. I feel like IDW yeah. and Dynamite Weekly are just like, oh, you think that's a lot of variant covers? Hold my beer, you know. And like <laughs> you, like Vampirella has like, oh yeah, there's 290 variants. Vampirella and this right. one's in black and white and this one doesn't have anything on it and this one has two lines on it I don't even know what that is you know <laughs> I remember I remember the golden age of uh, comic ordering back when I was at legend and it was like uncanny Avengers has 20 variants I'm like oh man yeah Ugh, yeah. now it's just like fuck you guys what are you <laughs> right. doing yeah now yeah it's not like like Matt said now it's just everyone's trying to one-up each other and eventually it's it's and a lot of them are like store exclusive, you know, like well, every yeah, store sure. wants their own cover. Which, and that's cool. If you want to do shit like that, I'm fine with it. If a store wants to spend extra to get their own cover and stuff, I think it's cool they do that. Those typically don't sell for much because it's just like, 
the same variant oh, with a no, slightly different color no, scheme, but it says yada yada. Shit oh, really? Now, now, oh, yeah, because now God, Storm they didn't use now, to. They do now because store exclusives now are like they get an individual. They're, they're different. They get an artist to write to draw their cover. Oh, all different. That's why Last Ronin has so many. Like to stores, there was the normal cover, and there were like three ratio variants. But all the Last Ronin covers is because. All these stores, like I want one, I want one, I want one, I want one, well, and they're all completely different. Give them what you give them what they want. I guess there you go. Uh, you know, eat it up. It's true. Patrick, uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm gonna, it, all I got. So uh, keep it up. Uh, have a have a better 2021. All right, happy New Year, brother. You too, pal. Love you. We got a rare appearance from our friend Jim Heavey, who tried to sneak Jimbo. in. Jimbo, Jim, Jimbo Heavey, Jimbo. I'm not buying it. And I'm asking to unmute him to see if he wants to actually talk to us. He's no, I saw him up. because he had his video on for a hot I second. don't know how that even works because I disabled everybody's video and somehow Hacker Jim shows up and turns his video on. Oh my God, I'm on. He hacked the planet, Matt. What do you want? He did okay, it. So, Patrick? You know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't read all your fancy comics, but I have to give you guys the good, the good, the good, the good anime, the good manga of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hit us up. So, good. And that's great because we don't read enough of this crap. Please. Let's talk so, about best manga. So number one, there's there's like four top there's top there's like tiers. There's one tier that has four and the Attack on Titan, best of the year. We're about two to three issues from being over, and it's just been hot, hot fire everywhere. Oh, oh my god, hot fire. Is it Tears actually gonna end? Because I heard rumors yeah. that no, there's just something different coming. No, no, it's it's no. He he said it's two to three issues out. Okay. So so we're gonna get one this month. It's it's a monthly series, and then maybe February or March will be the last one. Okay. Um, and then best art is still One Punch Man of uh, Murata. You, you, you can't be topped. It's unfortunate. Because uh, my hero, um, that'd be my second of the year, and his art, uh, Hirokoshi's art, has just picked up to another level. Very, very good this year. Nice. So the top two. So, yeah. Awesome. Jim, thank you for the manga report. That kicks ass. So, you know, I just, you know, you know keep <laughs> over doing you know? it. It's it, 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 really funny is I want to say, you know, I like stories that have beginning, middles, and end. But then tomorrow is One Piece's a thousand, one thousand chapter release. Yeah, so. and like how anybody even this like why, how anyone keeps this, up with that. It's this like is, this is why I can't. This is why I've just never been able to wrap my head around manga. It's like I cannot get into something with a thousand chapters. Yeah, I feel like I would have to go back in time. But here we are, like talking. About, no, no, no. That was Superman Volume Four, Number Two Hundred and Sixty Three. You know, like, right, you know, yeah, like yeah. so we can't yeah. talk too much shit here. So. Well, you know, and and then, and then sales reports. Uh, Demon Slayer did seventy eight million this year. Jesus Christ! And that's Japan only. See, so. and that's the thing. Like we sit here and make fun of it, but guess what? Our favorite comics are shipping a hundred thousand issues and going success. We did it. We're in the top five. And Japan is like, yeah, I sold seventy eight million issues. Yeah, that, <laughs> so. yeah, that's a bit of a, an anomaly. Usually, it's about like ten, but Demon Slayer just kind of took over. Good um, lord! I, I think my hero was top. Two this year in North America. My Hero and Academia, you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, My Hero. Yeah. Okay. Which has been really good this I, year. I, I have, I'm caught up fully on the anime, and oh, I really? love it. I totally love it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're you're for the treat because can't get enough of it. Yeah, this next season, and then the season after it'll be kind of cut. Yeah, it's it's still it's still amazing. Fair it's, enough. All right, Jim. Good well, to talk to you. Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year's, guys. Take care. Yeah, you too, buddy. Thanks and for chiming in. Appreciate I insist you. you pop in every once in a while and give us a manga report. That's great. We don't, because we don't have that kind of coverage, unfortunately. So just a couple of old superhero dorks here. I'm asking to unmute Mr. Ryan Mount. 
No, I don't make it here. Happy New Year, nerds. Happy New Year. I'm glad you could roll out of the rack <laughs> early enough to talk to us. Listen, I am up uh, before 6 a.m. with a three-year-old every day. I'm up. Dear Lord. I'm just busy. <laughs> I'd rather be in prison. But, you know, that's that's your choice. So, <laughs> I know. I know. So, What do you want to rap about? Sorry. What's happening, buddy? How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. So, uh, actually, I want to rap about a lot of things, but uh, I'll keep it quick. Appreciate that. So, I will say the best thing about Wonder Woman 1984 was that I got to watch a movie with my wife uninterrupted. That was great. Hey, good for Uh you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Little victories, right? (laughs) (laughs) So other than that, I mean, you know, my main thing is I think it was a waste of Maxwell Lord. And uh, I uh, don't see why it had to be in 1984. And I hate Chris Pine. That's about it. Really? You hate Um, Chris Pine? Let's back up for a second here. The second greatest Hollywood Chris? Yeah, I like I think he is a gift. I love that dude. <laughs> he's a fine actor, but I don't I think he's totally unnecessary. It was my number one critique with the first movie too. I don't think he's needed in that. I I think it takes away from what Wonder Woman is supposed to be. Uh I don't think she's supposed to be tied down by man. Um I don't disagree. Know. I don't disagree. And I think it was fine in the first movie that he was there. Great, whatever. But I don't need to see her pining, no pun intended, for her dead boyfriend <laughs> don't 40 like years later. Do like, don't act like you didn't mean to I do that. I didn't mean to do that. It just came out. But I don't need to see the most powerful feminist in the world upset because her boyfriend's gone. You know, like, come on. <laughs> Get over it, yeah, Wonder so, Woman. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that was that's my real quick Wonder Woman review. Um, just some of the best stuff I read. I, I think Tom Taylor crushed it. You know, things I don't care about, the DC universe, uh, zombies, and um, Suicide Squad. And I read every single one of those books the moment they dropped. Tom Taylor's so, Suicide Squad is fantastic. It's really good. And he got me, he got me reading Hellblazer, too, which, which is something I've never read either. It, so. it was wonderful. He, he's going to be taking over Nightwing in March. And I cannot tell you how happy I will be for someone to write some semblance of a Nightwing comic that reminds me even barely of what that character used to be because that comic is gone. It is nuts. What they have, they have done Dick so dirty and it's ridiculous. They got a dirty dick. Yeah. I think Tom Taylor is my writer of the year. I really couldn't think of an artist. I just, I I think Smallwood uh, still has the crown right now, Yeah, but I wouldn't say that any of his particular work like this year deserves an award. Um, But actually, you know, one of the things I really want to talk about was endless winter. Um, mm. I'm not, I'm not a DC guy, uh, but I read that first one on a whim. Uh, I think my guy just put it in there, said I'm selling out of it. And like, you always <laughs> ask me when I'm sold out of things. So here it is. Fair enough. I love, I loved it so much. And like, I went to other comic book stores to try to track it down because I wanted the single issues, which I don't think is something I've done in like three years since having a child. It, um, it's been fun. It is, it's really been fun. It is Great. I think they did pretty good on the landing. It was a little bit wishy-washy with the villain ending, but uh, I like how they set up Black Adam. Yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, I'll read what, what comes next to that. And uh, I just really, really loved it. I know you were like, when does this take place? They said two words in the first issue. I knew it was supposed to be present time. And somebody who like doesn't keep up on DC continuity whatsoever, I had no problems with it. I know that was like your number one gripe, but like, for somebody that's not interested in DC, it was fine. I knew it was current and yeah. it didn't even matter. Yes. I read the whole thing. I loved it. I will read Black Adam, but I'll tell you as somebody who like just doesn't because I, I really like I get so confused in DC. I've just never been a big fan. I try to check in here or there. 
Um, it's a good time to be confused be, at DC. It's a very good time. Yeah, for like that, so. being able to check in with a story and going, oh, I know this Justice League. This is great. This is what I want. Like if there was a series like this that I just came along like once a year, many good writers, decent art, like great, sign me up. Right. Everything else, like I read one or two issues and I completely drop off. So yeah. I, I don't know. I guess it'd be my mini, my cro- my crossover of the year. So fair enough. I guess I guess my my mini would be the DC stuff. Um, oh, and of course, book of the year. I don't think I mentioned, but I already did the review. You can go go back and listen to it. Dragon Hoops was best. I sent a bunch yep. of them out for I love um, Dragon Hoops for Christmas to people that don't read comics. Um, whether you liked basketball or comics, I like. I just sent a bunch of copies out. So. That's awesome. I love doing that. So, That's awesome. Buying people comics for Christmas. And like, sometimes they're going to look at you cross-eyed, but like, it's like, just read it. I didn't get it for you because I'm an idiot, you know, read it <laughs> and see what you think. My, my dad, my dad loved it. My dad is not into like any of that kind of stuff. That's awesome. So I think, so he's like, yeah, okay, cool. I get it. I get when you read it. So <laughs> that is totally awesome. Brian, good to talk to you, man. Good to talk to you guys too. And uh, I will make a New Year's resolution to talk to you more. We would appreciate it, okay? Because we felt like you didn't love us and that hurts, all right? (laughs) Happy New Year, man. I I always knew that you loved us, Ryan. Don't you worry. Keith Binder, I'm asking to unmute you. Now, don't come in too hot, all right? I want you to just take a deep breath. (laughs) Can you hear me? (laughs) Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, dude. I was just uh, checking my audio because i'm on my phone instead of my uh computer look at you so you Uh, want to talk to wonder woman you've got thoughts dude it is it is a movie that in my opinion uh that is was written lazily around visual ideas like definitely around like uh when when can we get wonder woman to punch something or fly or get in this invisible jet. Like that is all that movie is. I don't disagree. <laughs> I'm just like, we're going to have our full review of this coming out this Wednesday. We sat down with our wives to bring them in on it and see what they thought oh, for nice. outside perspective. Uh, and we all kind of came to a lot of those same conclusions where it's like, we okay, saw so this gonna, in the trailer. We saw this in the trailer. We saw this in the trailer. Yeah. And like, those look like they're going to be major things. Like, nah, they were just kind of sight gags. <laughs> so, my major, <laughs> my major points of, contention are like around Maxwell Lord, which is already hit on like what a waste. I mean, yeah. I think everybody in it acted amazingly with what they were given. Absolutely. I think it looked beautiful. Agreed. But Maxwell Lord was so wasted. Like I was just like Maxwell Lord in the comics would never go out like that. And Maxwell Lord here, which is trying to be the Donald Trump type character, the grifter that gets power definitely wouldn't go out like that. I mean, we can see it out our window TVs. <laughs> like that's not that's not how that goes down. Yeah. Like he doesn't get a stern talking to and change his mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the yeah, but Donald the, Trump doesn't love his children. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, you're supposed Maxwell <laughs> Lord did suddenly remember he has a kid that he's been ignoring. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't which, think I don't, I don't think, have yeah. kids. I don't know, but I think it's feasible. Yeah, I could forget that I did. You know, like <laughs> I I could see myself doing that. And be like, oh shit, he's still probably at the grocery store. I gotta go. I'll be right back. No. <laughs> you know, uh, like, I left I, him on the roof of the car. <laughs> oh crap! I sat him there for a minute. <laughs> my my second biggest gripe is with. Uh, Steve Trevor, who's supposed to be like, like kind of like the DC's uh, to uh, 
like the 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 GI Joe Wonder uh, Captain America kind of type character before you know Captain America becomes an Avenger, like just his war hero guy, like right. his tactical great guy. You know, they bring him back, and he is suddenly the dumbest guy on the planet. Like, like I get it. He's a man of the time, but you're in a space where there's an escalator in front of you. Everyone else is going down it. <laughs> Just go down it. Like it's not, it's not a big deal. That's, you have the context right in front of you. Right. It's now, definitely if saw, like, if you saw an escalator in, in a room with no people in it, yeah, could, then you could, maybe you could be like, what is that weird torture device? Or like, exactly. But you see people goes, calmly getting on. Yeah, he, it, he lands on the subway platform and then he's like, oh my God, what is this? Those existed 15 years before you died, homie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, there, there were in subways. The, what, in the year 1900? Yeah, there were yeah, subways. Yeah, the yes. first subways were, were in the at the turn of the century. Yes, there were definitely subways. <laughs> now, um, they didn't look so, that futuristic, sure. No, you know? yeah, they didn't go that fast. By the either, way, I, I will I give, it. like, massive credit to Washington, D.C., who has not updated their subway system since the 80s. <laughs> so it was really easy to shoot down there. <laughs> Very true. That's probably, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's one uh, thing when, like, Buddy the Elf has trouble with an escalator because absolutely. Buddy's an idiot. Buddy's an elf. Yeah. He's from the North Pole. He doesn't know. He's afraid of the escalator. But, like, you're Steve. Fucking Trevor, man, get on the escalator. Yes. <laughs> now look, I, I, so then, I, like I will say, you know, when I was a young lad and not very accustomed to escalators, it was still kind of a weird thing for me to try to get. Dad, you're a kid. Kids are scared of shit. They're stupid. We established that. Yes. They're easy to leave at this airports is, and grocery stores. This it is happens. Steve Trevor, we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So then, God didn't intend for stairs to move, says Patrick. <laughs> 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 then. uh he gets they take they take a they go go to this airport and all of a sudden this 1917 era pilot yeah understands modern avionics enough to just jump into a fighter jet yeah that that was well, a little right that off. was definitely a stretch i mean where it's just that like was, oh sure i recognize this lever like, i recognize that lever i'm flying yeah <laughs> it had to make sense in order to get to the invisible jet which i love i want i wanted the invisible jet i did too i did not like how they got there <laughs> yeah uh and then he teaches her how to fly without a jet with yeah. the most rudimentary kindergarten explanation of <laughs> aviation all right now come on he, it's I, wind I, and air that did not read to me as him teaching her to fly he was describing yeah. what it's like to fly she directly she says it, it at, like in her head memory of when she's words. when she's flying she's like well sure. so wait it's just wind and air <laughs> and then she's flying <laughs> those are the same thing yeah <laughs> But it's not like she's flying a plane based off of the... No, you're right. No, he's doing something harder. Yeah, she's doing something way harder. Because I guarantee I can learn how to fly a plane. I have the I have yeah. the mental capacity. Yes, to if we all sat down, we could. I have flown a plane. And last just last yeah. year, I got to fly yeah. a small plane for a commercial for Flywheel. And do like, hey, favor, you can do that. Outside. At no point did I think I might be able to jump out of this thing and just sort of put my arms out and hey, yeah, there we go. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. Okay. My third, my third biggest great is the internal logic of the DC universe films that we've already had established, which we know that she has uh, that job that she's in 
in Justice League. We see her at that doing that job of being a care, caretaker or whatever. I not thought uh, yeah, of this. Curator or whatever. So I not thought of this. You're telling me. <laughs> okay, and the age of Bruce Wayne in those films, he, and he doesn't remember who Wonder Woman is after Wonder Woman magically touched us through photons, everyone on the planet. Well, not just that. Let's talk about her coworkers that she's worked with for 35 years. Are we sure it's the same same museum? Because in this movie, it's the Smithsonian. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter which museum it is. She, she, we know that she has that specific type of job. We know she works at the Smithsonian. It's not, it's not a leap to think that she's really, I think in, I think in, um, in Wonder Woman one, it starts in the present day. I think she's does, actually yeah. in like Paris or something. Probably, she been. but she's still she going been. by the name Diana but, Prince. She worked at the Smithsonian. There's definitely a picture of her in like the Smithsonian, you know, like yearbook or something. Like that year. <laughs> in '84, in the established timeline, in '84, Bruce Wayne was either ending his training or beginning his tra- his uh, Batman run. You telling me? The guy who's supposed to be the greatest detective on the planet doesn't remember yeah. getting his brain tickled by Wonder Woman <laughs> yeah. through through a satellite photons that t- that tells everybody to stop wishing because the planet almost got destroyed by well, by wishes. Maybe something else happens during that time because we yeah, also I'm, know that I Wonder mean, Woman forgot how to fly when she gets to yeah, the Justice ex- League movie. Exactly. So. Explain it in three. Give, <laughs> I know they fast track three, explain it in three. Yeah. White, wash it, get like, bring it back. Like, let's, let's get the writing. I mean, you can retcon this all you want. Sure. Now, the most com- controversial gripe I have. All right. This is I your last mind. gripe, buddy. Yeah, final we gripe. Got we got other people waiting. I know. I know. But this is the big one. Uh, this was brought up to me by a conservative regular of mine who's like, Watches OAN and shit. Oh, <laughs> I was boy. like floored. That's that let's not call him conservative. This. Let's call him a lunatic. So. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he doesn't. He doesn't because it's hilarious. Um, I still don't know that he's actually a conservative. I think he's fucking with me this whole time. Fair enough. Um, uh, he goes. So you watched that movie, right? I was like, yeah. And he was like, so Wonder Woman's a rapist now? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, we and talk about we, this in he, our review a bit yeah. as well. And I was like, I was like. <laughs> Definitely fucking shit. How did I not think of that? Yeah. She like she sees with her brain her boyfriend, right. but we already know that in the reality of it, there is another dude's body there. Yes, and you do and not this have called, that dude's consent. There is yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah, and the and there it's like this is if this movie was called Wonder Man 1984 mm, and, and yeah. the roles were reversed, <laughs> yeah, that's this, <laughs> this movie would have been panned so hard they would have had to pull it from the platform. By now. All right, so let me let me let me stop you there and just like give a hypothetical devil's advocate kind of thing. Like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like everything, everything you're saying is accurate. Um, but she also knows immediately that that's not really that she is seeing Steve in somebody else's body. That yeah. almost makes it so worse. She, she knows this. She knows the score from the start, from the moment she sees him. We don't ever actually see them have sex. Well, no. Do you think that there's That's a chance that they just, you know, didn't they wake up in bed naked together? Sh- no, wasn't that a part in that movie? Or yeah, there is a she scene. Was, she was fully clothed, but there's a she? scene where they're in well, bed she's together. Humble. She's humble. 
There's a scene where they're in bed together, definitely. And they definitely kissed. But she was close. They definitely and got yes, chummy they chummy. Kissed, and she know, definitely but, knew this is not Steve. <laughs> that is a different yeah, And I'm like, I'm not saying it's not creepy. I'm not saying they didn't kiss and make, you know, well, but I just like, thought, I, I like, think the, whole, like one of the first things that she says to him after they wake up is, hey, don't you think maybe we should figure out why you're not in your own body? Yeah. Well, and I mean, so I like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's too, I don't think it's too big of a leap to say, like, Yes, they spent the the night in each other's embrace. No, she didn't take it to a rapey place. Well, regardless, you know how you deflect. You know how you get rid of that altogether. Deflect it. Just don't do it. Just right? don't yeah, just do don't that. Just say Steve's ghost came back, or look, Steve was miracled back into existence by the yeah, by the gem from still. Uncut Gems or whatever. You know, I like exactly. <laughs> just Justin, do it. Justin, Fle- Justin Fletcher in the chat says the only love affair Steve had was with Pop. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Keith? I think. I think. It, well, my my like, why did they bring him back just to get rid of him? The exact same way they got yeah. him in the first movie yeah. too. That it, like it, he, it, he sacrifices himself so she can walk slowly away from the away from him. Right. Turn her back like he's an explosion and uh it, cry and run I didn't think of it like that. But yeah, I wish he would have exploded and she just calmly walked away. Yeah. <laughs> Like slow slow mo badass, yeah, but like it's not in fire. It's like little gore. <laughs> more like a burst. More like a Tough burst. Girls thing. don't look at dead boyfriends. Keith, thank you uh, for your pointed criticisms. No sweat. Happy New hey, Year. Uh, Good to talk to you, brother. Happy New Year. Yeah, you too, guys. See you, buddy. David Robbins. I'm asking to unmute you. Finally, he figured out how to get his hand up. Something was going on. He couldn't raise his hand. People are having problems uh, with uh, Zoom via their phone. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different uh, interface. Well, we just got a Zoom update, too, so I wonder if something's going on. But David. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Good, sir. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, first of all, Happy New Year. Uh, thank you guys for doing the show today because it lets me remember that today is freaking Saturday. Yeah, dude. Because I've had no idea for the last 24 hours what damn day it was. Right. We're in that weird um, post-Christmas time warp where it's just like, is it February? I don't know. Like, what happened? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Wanted to hit a couple of high points here. Um, first of all, uh, for I, I'm going to listen to the Golden Beppo show coming up. Um, I haven't read a lot this, this year because of personal chaos and turmoil and stuff going on it happens um but i really enjoyed the the vault masquerade comics yeah um i, did I think too. it's a good story even if you are not into the game like yourself um and for people who are super into the game like i am there's back matter in each issue that gives npcs and extra game mechanics and all sorts of stuff like that so i thought it was a really good story i finished it up this morning fair enough david i'm still reading them i'm one issue behind and I like don't care about this world. You told me I have to try it. I tried it. Steve Niles wrote the hell out of it. It's great. It's yeah. just great. Yeah. And I, again, I know. Isn't it? Uh, isn't it? Uh, uh, Blake and Tini and Tim Seeley. Oh, I'm sorry, Tim Seeley. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Who I really like. I really like Tim Seeley a lot. Anyway, back to you. Yeah. So yeah. So um, I thought it was a lot of fun, and um, I'm glad that there actually is an adaptation book for that world that doesn't suck. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, I, I'm halfway through the last drop of uh, Sabrina, the last season that dropped uh, New Year's Eve. Um, so far, it's great. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm planning to finish that and Cobra Kai this weekend as well. Nice. I'm just b- binging the hell out of crap. Uh, Wonder Woman. Um, it's a movie. Um, I agree. And <laughs> b- before I hit on a couple of just nitpicks or whatever, 
the best thing about the entire movie is that a mediocre comic book movie can come out featuring a female lead written and directed by uh, a female writer director and it's mediocre and they're immediately greenlighting another one because for too long male fronted superhero movies can be dog shit yes and they do terribly and nobody says squat and then they make another one yeah, yeah. so the best thing about it is that this movie is just mediocre it's not good it's not bad it's just there and they're making another one so yeah. that well, and it like it, it hit a, a hundred million already yeah. which you know, like it would it like in a non-pandemic world it would have done in its first three days but sure. um but yeah i was like oh my god like people actually went and saw it yeah they went out and saw it which kind of blows my mind yeah. but you know Whatever. Yeah, well, you know, that's a whole other, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, but like, it, it's it's a success despite yeah. the fact that like, yeah, I'm sure lots of people signed up for HBO just to get to watch it. Sure, but how many of those people are going to cancel HBO right away? No um, way, dude. With are you kidding me with the four hour Justice League Redux coming, bro? <laughs> <laughs> right. I I know that you guys have a low tolerance for Kevin Smith, um, but Mark Bernard and who he does uh, Fat Man Beyond with is actually a pretty genius writer. And on the last episode, they just went through and Mark put out his whole pitch for how that movie could have been much tighter and much cleaner. And I encourage you to take a listen to it. Definitely. Actually, it was really insightful. I do like um, him. I do like him yeah. a lot. And, and I shouldn't say I have a low, I have a low tolerance for a certain Kevin Smith. I like sure. Kevin Smith, but when he gets real Kevin Smithy, then I'm like, all right, done with you. <laughs> it's fair. That's totally fair. Um, and then I have one last recommendation for a quick in and out RPG thing on YouTube. Um, Sagas of Sundry on, uh, on uh, YouTube from Geek and Sundry from about three, four years ago. Um, Ivan and Norman did a, a one shot of the game Dread at a tabletop day. Um, which they did on the live stream. And then they came back a year later with the same players and did the next uh, part of it for about six episodes, about half hour, 45 minutes a piece. Um, Dread is a horror RPG where there are no character sheets. There's no stats. There's nothing. It's the GM telling a story. And if you want to do something in the story, you make a pull from the Jenga tower. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and as the tower gets more and more unstable, things get more and more tense. Oh man. And if the power falls, the last person to touch it, something bad happens to their character. That sounds fun as hell. <laughs> oh my That's God. Rad. Post a link so to there's, that. There's a quick, post a link to that. It's a quick in and out. There's a playlist of all seven episodes. Um, it's a total of maybe seven, eight hours to watch the entire story. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. Nice. That sounds fun cool. as hell. David, ha yeah. uh, happy new year. Good to talk to you, man. Always. You as well, guys. Look Be forward safe. to talking to you more this Thanks, year. David. We got one final person with their hand up. Mr. Randy Andrews, the man, the legend. I'm asking to unmute him. No guarantee he'll actually talk to us. He's an important guy. You know, <laughs> there he I is here. I recognize that goofy laugh. How are you doing, brother? Good. How about you? Good, hey, Randy. We're just kicking it. What do you want to rap about today, Randy? I got to say, <laughs> My wife and I, over the past two weekends, we've rewatched The Mandalorian season two. And uh, I've got to say they they course corrected oh, yeah. with The Mandalorian because the first season just seemed blah. 
like it just didn't seem like it was going very far. I agree. I, I agree and, in a sense in when you said it next to the second season. The first season yeah. was good and we really liked it, but I feel yeah, like it was good. They were definitely testing the water to see like, okay, what are you guys mm. going to put up with? What do you actually want? How much do you want us to go full Star Wars? And by the end of the first season, we're like, go all the way, get in, go all the way into Star Wars, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So watching the second season and then at the end, Haley was like, is that Mark Hamill? And I said, it is with them digitally compiling his face. I thought it was just awesome. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was truly cool to see him slice through all those dark troopers. Oh, and, and so, like we yeah, said, just the was, fact that it was so was obvious cool. that he would show up. that So it was too obvious. Nobody predicted it because it made too much sense. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Justin, our, our buddy Justin in the chat earlier, said something about how Lucasfilm didn't like the cameo. What? And so they're... Now, uh, now this is... I mean, I don't buy this at all, but, um, yeah, he said, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, he said Lucasfilm didn't like the cameo and they're mad about it. And that's, uh, why they're, you know, making certain decisions. Um, but, uh, oh, here we go. I read that Disney slash Lucasfilm was not happy about the last episode cameo. They're trying to distance themselves from the original story and Mandalorian is keeping them in focus. Um, I don't buy that for a single second because Mark Hamill came out and said that this has been in the works for over a year and yeah. everybody kept it a secret. Yeah. There is no way that Lucasfilm did not know this was going to happen. Yeah. That they didn't sign off on it. Yeah. He knew that. Two brief little things. I am still going with Soundtrack Alley, still podcasting. Um, if you haven't checked out my shows on Cinematic Sound Radio, you should. Right on. Um, I just, and just put up Alien. And then today... That's a wonderful soundtrack. Um, ...is National Science Fiction Day. Yep. So um, I put up a National Science Fiction Day show that the network host, um, Eric Woods, he's... So that'll go up today. Cool. Drop a link to this on the, on the THN fan page so these guys can find oh, okay. it. okay. Definitely. I will. I will. <laughs> All right, Randy, you take it easy, man. <laughs> All right. Bye, buddy. Happy New Year. Tony, seriously, making a second appearance on this show. Is this going to be a weekly thing? Is this what we're doing now? No, I just have to close up the uh, 118 North 38th Street house oh. window. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because we've got, we've got both of you who have connections to that house. Yep. And we had Magno report Heavy. That's true. Who, by the way, called in during a Creighton game. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize so, that. Does that mean so Creighton's terrible this year, or are they actually doing well? Well, they were down a, a ton, and then after he called, they went on a 15-0 run. So apparently there's a two-headed nerd boot bump somewhere uh, in there. So, so expect more calls from Heavy than right. whenever Creighton's in trouble. The Got it. bump, baby. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It could be a new thing. I will be calling you during a Duke game if Duke ever plays again. Um, okay. So here's, here's my Wonder Woman take. Wonder Woman 84 would have come out right after Superman 3, right. right? It just felt like the superhero movies of that era. It did. We, yeah. weren't, we weren't concerned with canon and does this character represent the comics because no one 
that was going to those movies, well, not no one, but the vast majority that were going to see the Christopher Reeve Superman movies were not reading the comics. Yeah. They knew who Superman was. They liked the big story. That's what this movie felt like. It was, it was silly at times where you're just like, wait, what's going on? Is this really happening? No, I, I totally agree. And I think like it's very much playing on the 80s nostalgia shit and everything. But if you think of other projects like Stranger Things, for example, which is very much trading on that same 80s nostalgia, does a very good job of setting it in that world and making it feel like you're part of that world. And that world, that year, that time frame is very important to the story. One Woman 1984. But, uh, counterpoint, though. I don't think that Stranger Things feels like it's of that era. No, it, it feels, I feel like they do a good job setting it in that era. That's what I'm saying. It, it works because it's not yeah. in your face. Like this was just like the 1984 part was basically set dressing and that's it. Well, you know, I, I, I keep going back to Justin in the chat and he made this point again earlier where he said like it felt like. It felt like a 1980s Superman movie. Yeah. Like that scene in the mall where like the guy comically drops his gun and the lady, like the, the quick close up on the lady as she screams, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's cheesy, you know? And I like, if they had stuck with that, if they had leaned into that hard and not abandoned it. Yeah. Halfway through the movie, I think we'd be having a different conversation. Right. Yeah. It was two different movies. That yeah. is not to say I want to watch another Superman three where Richard Pryor makes a supercomputer, you know? but that movie's awesome. fun because of its time. You know, you can't, you can't argue that. So <laughs> yep. 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 Look, Superman three is terrifying. It's a terrifying, terrifying ending when that, where that lady gets absorbed. Yeah. Uh, it's still, it's still creepy. Fuck that shit. No, thank you. Tony. Good to talk to you. Happy new year, brother. Right. Be good. Everybody tell your wives. Hello. We'll do Tony. We'll do All brother. Right, take care. All right, kids, that was fun. This is this was great. I'm glad everybody showed up. Happy New Year to you all. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. We got one voicemail here from a poor, confused Jim Kettner. <laughs> Jimmy, you got to pay attention, man. We go 11 to noon now, okay? 11 to noon. So your time, that would be 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock if you're still in Portland, which I think you are. Also, we didn't do a show last week. Yeah. So, which we, we warned you. It was not a surprise. Okay. <laughs> hey, Joe and Matt. What's up? It's Ket. Uh, I'm just sitting here. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess I'm not having a lot of luck breaking through the Ziggurat hotline lately, but I just figured I'd say hey. Uh, and basically, <laughs> I think what I said when I left the message last week was uh, how I was just curious about books to read because I haven't read anything since the summer and I haven't uh, gotten anywhere in my reading in the last week. So question stands. All right. Take it easy. We answered your question, Jim. Now you've revealed you're obviously not listening to the show. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> oh, buddy. I'm gonna you know what? He's all hopped up on goofballs because he had surgery. I he had stroller surgery. I know. I'm going to send that poor bastard a direct uh, link for our Zoom so he can actually join us. Maybe with some instructions. Like, hey. That'd be nice. We still love That'd you. That'd be nice. You haven't been yeah, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, Jim, we're still here, buddy. We just, we had last week off. The, the week before, we gave you a bunch of recommendations. Um, you didn't listen. So, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Just check just check those deets, bud. Joe Patrick, reset that question of the week for these kids, please. All right. Uh, this was our question of the week from the last time we did cover to cover, but we switched it up to listener's choice. Uh, it was submitted by Eddie via the THN forms. Eddie. Put Put on your tinfoil hats, lace some string on your cork boards, and walk around town wearing a sandwich board and its coming sign. What is your most, let's say, passionate nerd conspiracy theory? I, and, and like I'm saying, let's not just limit it to comics, just nerd conspiracy. No, 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 yeah, yeah. no, no. All around. Uh, this, this could be in-universe comic storyline theories uh, that were never confirmed. Or some back-end business deals that we all know happen. Uh, whatever gets you all riled up that the man is keeping under wraps. Or even, even I'll take hear it. the dumbest ones that you just love. <laughs> like, really? People thought this? Seriously? <laughs> we'll do it right here on uh, the show next Saturday. Thanks, everybody that joined us. So many callers Holy today. Cow. It's great. All we had to do was get An rid of the news. Of riches. All we had to do was get rid of the news and people want to listen to this show again. I love it. So <laughs> we'll be back. Same THN time, same THN channel next week. You can always, like we said, leave us a message at 402-819-4894 at any time. And we'll play your voicemail. You can send us an MP3 to two at a nerd at gmail.com. And we'll play that too if you can't be here live. But we will love it when you are. So join us next Saturday. We'll be back for another THN cover to cover. We're back to the business of reviewing new comics this Wednesday and we have a roundtable discussion with our wives about 19 pardon me Wonder Woman 1984 not necessarily the year 1984 but Wonder Woman not necessarily (laughs) so we'll be back to do that this Wednesday be sure to uh, tune in download remember we don't care if you listen but please download that's right Jim Kettner is a perfect example of that still downloading the show just not listening whatever (laughs) for now my name is Matt Baum My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off.